Welcome to the Copy Room Chat, the podcast for educators just like you. Do you want to gain quick tips and tools to use in your classroom? This podcast is brought to you by the Practical Teachers and hosted by me, Renee Hirano and Amy Youngren. We are both educators and moms with 20 years of experience in education. Do you want to thrive, not just survive in your classroom? Then join us for a quick chat in the copy room. Hey teachers, welcome back to the copy room. I'm your host, Renee Hirano, along with Amy Youngren. Today, Amy and I wanted to chat about how we get the year off to a positive start with our students' families. Building family partnerships is critical for so many reasons. So Amy, what comes to mind for you that is essential to these partnerships? Um, Thanks, Renee. Yeah, the the first thing that comes to mind is about getting ahead of it, Um, getting it started early and often so that it becomes a regular habit for you and also something that the families get used to as well, that you are a teacher who's going to reach out often to them for different reasons. So that's the first thing really that comes to mind is let's get ahead of it early and let's start the year out with a positive communication to each family about each student at the very beginning of the year. So I know I remember I had this goal and then I would get busy and it would fall off, but let's really try to just refresh that for ourselves and make this a goal to um, give a positive communication to each family in this first month. Let's reach out and do this soon. So it makes it so much easier when we have a different kind of phone call that we have to make, um, which inevitably will happen. If we've already called for a glowing reason, we have that relationship built. So when I need to call home because I need support for something or there's an area of concern in behavior or social skills or academic performance, I have a relationship I've called home before. It's not the first time they're hearing from me. Yeah, so Um, true. Yeah, it's I, I really, you know, wouldn't want to be in the position of having the first time that they're hearing from me be a concern that I'm having. So let's try to get ahead of that this year and find a time to call in this first month. Um, I think it's also important just to note that I think, especially if you've got some students in your classroom that you already um, are aware, maybe those frequent flyers may have some frequent concerns. Let's make those even a higher priority to get a positive phone call home in the first month um, so that those conversations, when they get harder later in the year, we already have that relationship. Um, So I think the other thing that's important about this is that doing this or setting this goal for us at the beginning of the year to make this positive communication home, it's going to have to shift our focus as teachers to find what students are doing well right now um, so that when we're talking to the parents about tough things, we have that relationship built. But we are gonna have to go in our classroom this week, each and every day, and work really hard to find something positive about each of the students in our classroom. So we're gonna, it's gonna shift our focus. We're gonna have to start noticing all those fabulous things instead of all the hiccups that we might be having. So. Um, We want to start those conversations with something glowing about the student, something that 
um, you've noticed in this first month so that we can have that real authentic conversation with the family before we need to call later in the year and maybe need some support. So yeah. you're, you're always somebody who has had, of all the teachers I've known, who's had the tightest relationships with families over the years. And I know you even keep in touch with parents that of kids that you've had years and years and years ago, but you've built such close relationships. They trust you and they come to you for things even now. Um, so what tips do you have that you've found over the years that can help make these calls and these connections authentic and, and as easy as possible? Well, thanks very much. You know, I, I do, I really do try and uh, I, I have, I have been fortunate to be at this long enough that we, that I still have some of those connections. Um, I wanted to know, Amy, I think I love what you said about making sure as teachers, we are starting out on this positive way and that mm -hmm. we're, we're teaching all these routines and things right now, beginning of the year or whenever we're teaching them. But, and so we're always finding ways to make everyone better. But I think this changing our view is an awesome point. And I think it's helpful for parents. Mm -hmm. So some cool. tips that I have when calling for families, um, the first one is kind of simple, but when you're calling, it's, you, it's, it's convenient for you. It's at your lunch. It's right after school. But just take a second to ask them, like, is this a good time to chat? Or is there a better time? And I don't want anyone to take away that you have to have limitless time and you're always available, right? But I think you could negotiate a time if a parent is working or if a parent is, you know, right in the middle of something else. And um, I think that always sometimes the times that are convenient for teachers aren't always the time convenient for parents in that moment, right? But I do think um, I found that parents have been very accommodating. You might just, if they say no, say, okay, everything's fine. I just wanted to ask you about something, right? Mm -hmm. Everything, you know, make sure that they, you know, they're not, they, they're not startled or anything like <laughs> that. Um, yeah. And I think in my experience, when families get a phone call from school, they're very responsible and maybe on that high alert, but just let them know it's not an emergency. And also let's change how many, why we're calling, right? And I think this is kind of shifting that for them. But I think it's good um, that we just give parents a moment to, you know, it could go back to their own experience in school. You know, we have to really think about how, 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 how do we, what was our experience? What was their experience? And how do we give their student the best experience, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think yeah. you said it already. Don't forget to highlight strengths on that call, whether you're calling for something just at the beginning of the year that you want to highlight, but also other times. Mm -hmm. um, I would say keep track of your communication, some sort of log, especially this goal. I love this goal of, a, you know, everybody in a month, right? If you have 25 kids, yep. you know, that's like five a week or, you know, whatever you can get done. Um, but some sort of log, you might even follow up with an email, right? You might even, you know, open up that other mode of communication, whether that be an email as well. Um, yeah. And just, you know, keep some sort of log about what you when you called and what you called for. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, in this time, we have lots of second language learners or different languages spoken in our classroom, which is amazing. And so I would say really try to tap into your resources in the building, in the district, wherever you have, so that you can make those phone calls home for students and where English is not their first language and maybe you don't speak their language, but still getting those phone calls made by someone or some way we're transmitting that information to them about how great their student is being. And so I think those are some of the things that have helped me on my calls.
Yeah, that's a good point. I think it is important. I like what you said about just remembering it's a perfect time for us, maybe during our planning period, but we have no idea what they're doing on the other end. And we also, I know, you know, as soon as you see that school number pop up, what, what, what context are they bringing to the call? What relationship did they have with their teacher last year? Who knows? So starting that early, so they get used to our practice. I think that's a really good point. One other thing, maybe even, you know, I think I've done this in the past. Like, even if I had like a quick parent survey of like, Mm. when is the best times to call? Right. Cause honestly, that's a great idea. A good time for me to call is in the car on the, on the ride home. Mm -hmm. I can call a parent. Um, you know, um, yeah. and so I think that, um, you know, I, when I bring that up, I have a Google voice. This is just um, a plug. I have a Google voice number, which is, rings to my phone, but it's not attached to my phone number. So I'm not giving anything away. Uh-huh. But oftentimes I can call from that Google voice number. I can text from that Google voice number. It's, been, it's free. And then I can call parents and I can give them a phone number to text to or to call to. And I can call them in the car and I'm, you know, and that's a good time for me. And oftentimes parents will say, you know, after four, yeah, or, you know, after this certain time. So maybe even, you know, pre, pre, like beforehand surveying parents, what's the best way to communicate. And if we need to talk on the phone, when's the best time? That's a great idea. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's good. So is there a, another, another reason why, um, parent communication is so important. Yeah, I think um, I have another reason, you know, the second reason, which we've talked about this, there's lots of reasons for to build these family partnerships um, is just that building family partnerships. Okay. Families are our, like our best asset with students, right? Mm-hmm. They know their, their child the best. Mm-hmm. They, they're just our best partners and they will, have such insight into their child that we can't gain in eight hours or seven hours, however right. long we're with them. And they're going to know what motivates their child. They're going to know the story of their school experience. They are going to know their social emotional needs. They're going to know all of those things that what you're going to start wondering about at school, you're going to see some kind of behavior. You're going to see something and you're going to wonder, and they're going to be your best resource to help you kind of connect the dots. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think this communication that you're talking about just starts it out on the right foot. Right. Um, and I think, you know, let's be real for teachers. I think sometimes dealing with parents, calling parents can be really scary or cause anxiety. I know that still happens to me before I call a parent. I rehearse yep. what I'm going to talk about. I take notes. I have exactly what I'm going to talk about. Even when I'm calling for a positive phone call, I write it down because I want to be really authentic, but I also just want to be prepared to, to give them accurate information. You know, it's like diff- talking to a different person on the phone for the first time. And so, you know, I think, um, but I think I can also say 99.9% phone calls go amazing. They go amazing and parents are appreciative no matter what reason I'm calling for. Right. And so I think, you know, even though we have that anxiety, you know, they truly are the best partners that we, we have. And remember when I'm on the phone, no matter what, we have the same goal, the parents and I, we want what's best for the child. Yeah. Always. That's, that's my point. goal. And I know that's their goal. And so I think that focus really helps. Um, 
keep 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 the conversation going and positive and keep it about the the student yeah yeah keep it about the student and i think the communication for parents especially with our students with frequent frequent let me call frequent flyers mm-hmm. for students that we're going to have to really work with and grow with and help them um I think this building this relationship with this first positive phone call home might be a new way for this parent to experience school. You know, parents know their child, they know their strengths, they know their weaknesses. And so you calling, telling them about something they struggle with might not be a new conversation for them. But if their first phone call home is that, what a great job they did at something and whether that be sharing on the playground find something, find something authentic and meaningful. Mm-hmm. This parent is going to appreciate that because they also know the other side of their child. They know the great, the things that are, that make their child who they are. They know the things that, you know, and then they know the challenges. And I think that especially building relationships right away is super important. And I know the beginning of the year is a very busy time, but I would say, I'm going to go back to Amy. This is going to be a, good bang for your buck. This yeah. is going to pay dividends later on down the road, whether it's in September or December. Amy, those are just my initial thoughts on building family partnerships. What ideas or takeaways do you have for our listeners about building family partnerships? Okay, so let's see. Uh, another thought that I have here, I um, was thinking about, I can think about it from a as a teacher and from a, a parent perspective, I think I've had surveys come and, you know, it will say how much communication do you want weekly? Do you want monthly? Do you want daily? What kind of communication do you want? I think it's best for us to err on the side of too much communication. Wouldn't you agree? Um, Totally. And not enough. I mean, I, I don't think that often we're told, can you please stop communicating with me? I think more it's that they don't hear from us enough. So let's err on the side that too much communication is better than not enough. And that, um, you know, there might be some that it doesn't work for that they just want that text. I love that you, you know, text quickly or an email, but too much is probably better than not enough. Um, and if we've set that precedent early, then they'll be used to the fact that that's as teachers, how, how we do it. Um, I really, I really want to go back to also just trying to change that perception of what it, what it means when the school number pops up on our phone. Um, I think that's so important. And if we can start out with that positive phone call and then make these um, often phone calls home for many different reasons, then I think parents' um, uh, blood pressures will be different when they see the, when they see the school, number po- school number pop up. And we don't know what experiences they've had in all the years leading up to their time with us. Um, so, you know, we, we have a chance to start fresh on that this year and make a number from a school not always mean bad news, right? What did they do? What happened? So, um, and I know it, as teachers, we get so busy that when things are going well, I think this has happened to all of us, we fall into just the routine and a week turns into two weeks and turns into a month and turns into two months. And, you know, I think as parents, we can say no news is good news, but mm. then it's rough when something challenging comes up and you need to call home and you think, oh, geez, now I'm calling home, but I haven't spoken to this parent in, gosh, it's been almost three, four weeks now. 
and it's been a really great three, four weeks, and now I'm going to pick this challenging moment to call home. So let's just try to not um, let it get too far between um, communications and phone calls home so that when we do need support or we do have an area of concern that we have to talk about that it hasn't been this long time since they've heard from us. I think it'll make it easier. I think we've also fallen into like, Oh, I just, I guess I'm not going to call about this today because I I don't want it to be that. And it's been so long. And so let's set ourselves up for success like that. So it's just open and easy for us to call whenever we need to. What, what else are we, what else are, are we missing? Well, you just made me think of this and um you know, kind of our, a couple of things of learning from the pandemic. I think the mm-hmm. first thing is, you know, even think about now, Amy, I think about early in my career, I had much more daily interaction with parents, drop off, pick up, things like that. True. Currently though, students are just dropped off. Parents don't, aren't, can't come in the building at the moment. Right. Yep, and so it's I hard. Think there isn't as much of that. Hi, how's it going? Day was great. You know, that kind of thing, or we're working on this. And so, you know, there could be this disconnect that's not attributed to anything except for the fact of the circumstances we're in at this moment. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's one of the things from the pandemic. The other thing is, you know, really coming from an empathetic lens, whether you're a parent, whether you're um, just, you, you, you went to school, you had an experience in school, finding a way to relate and understand we are all doing the best we can. Yep. We currently are in challenging times, but the truth is at all different times as a teacher, you've been in trying, you know, difficult times and families have been at difficult times and, you know, everybody's been, ha- and so I think we really need to come with this. We're all doing the best we can mm-hmm. and um, we need to honor that. Now I want to put the caveat out there that, you know, it has to be enough. It has to be, students have to be taken care of all of those things, but you know, I think about last year when parents were like, I'm trying to get two kids on the, my two students on the computer, my internet's okay. going in and out, oh, or, it's yeah. not wor- my, or it's not working, I, I can't get on, so let me get them on the phone, like they're on, yeah. they're on it on the phone, or, you know, it's even this whole part about kids, you know, we're not sending our kids home to school when they're sick, right, because yeah. we, we don't know what it is, and, you know, and, and so I think we really just need to be empathetic with parents about we're all doing the best that we can. And so, you know, always having that lens with parent communication throughout the year, family communication throughout the year, building family partnerships is about being empathetic. It is about parents and families understanding that Mrs. Hirano is a human and I have a family and I have things, but I know they're a family and they have things. And so I think, you know, as much as you can get that across to people, as much as you can get across that to families, the tighter bond that you're going to have with those families and yeah. those students and, you know, th- the better off you're, you're all going to be because everybody's coming at it from that perspective. So I think, I think yeah. our tip for this week is really, you know, finding a positive reason to reach out to families in that first month. Yep, I agree. To start building that awesome family partnership. That's right. I agree. That means that we've got to be on it in the next few weeks. So I'm glad we talked about this today. All right. Well, thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll chat again soon.